Before we start the show, we wanted to share our praise report. Yes, Jesus has been nominated for a GLAAD Media Award. This is the first time GLAAD has honored an outstanding podcast, and we are humbled and honored to be included in that list. This nomination means more people will be listening, so hello, new listeners. We are glad you're here. We pour our heart and soul into this podcast, and any help and support you can provide really makes a difference. If you are a GLAAD Media Award eligible voter, please consider Yes Jesus. And if you aren't, now's a great time to share the podcast with a friend. Thanks to GLAAD for nominating us, and thank you, our listeners, for making this pod into a family. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another anti-isolation episode of Yash Jesus. That was my original drag name, anti-isolation. I'm Dana Francesi, and as always, I'm here with my bestie, the isolated... (laughs) Azariah Southworth. Listen, don't worry, because here at Yash Jesus, we believe... We are not meant to be alone, honey. That's right. God wants us to have companionship, friendship, and community. And that's what you are. That's what you all are. So stay tuned, and we'll get all cozy, cozy after the break of Oh, I love this story. It's heartwarming. It's the National Cathedral in Washington. Danny, they have unveiled a powerful new portrait of Matthew Shepard. I love that. For those of you who don't remember, Matthew Shepard was a gay college student in Laramie, Wyoming, who was brutally murdered and left to die on a fence. This all happened in 1998, and it really brought national attention to the violence that LGBTQ people face. I doubt this. I think there's very few people that don't remember, more like people who haven't heard of him yet. But we need to always tell the story of Matthew Shepard. Um, it rocked. It rocked all of us. I was in sixth grade, I believe, and I remember on the radio on the school bus in the news segment of because we they listened to country country radio. Well, the news segment they were reporting on Matthew Shepard day by day after it happened if he was still alive and and I remember he, I remember this news and knowing that that could be me too. Well, this portrait is beautiful that they unveiled at the National Cathedral. In the portrait. Matthew has one hand over his heart, while the other hand is extending out to you, the viewer. Then there are waves of light that are radiating out from his head and his body, almost like a rainbow, but each rectangle has words in it. And those words are messages of love that Matthew's parents received after he was murdered. Oh, how heartbreaking. It is a beautiful portrait. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a lovely devotional piece for the LGBTQ community and a reminder of the violence that LGBTQ people continue to face. It's been 24 years. Mm-hmm. 24 years since Matthew Shepard was brutally murdered, but murders of transgender people continue to rise. And of course, violence against places like Club Q, drag shows, and the like. We need this artwork to be a prayer for peace in our world and an end to the violence. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture right now. It's so beautiful. Those messages are so endearing. I remember when my stepdad passed that that was the only thing that would make my mom feel better is a message from somebody. Uh, they had a like a memorial website. And even people who she didn't know, I would just tell them, could you just write or something? And so all those people pouring out messages uh, to Matthew's parents must have been the only thing that gave them comfort during that time. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a small piece of that, um, it's it's just a, a horrible tragedy, but something that we can't let his death be in vain. We have to make him be a reminder 
and make Matthew Spirit be a beacon of light in the LGBTQ yes. community that we can look forward to a brighter future so he didn't die in vain. That's right. Oh, I just remember praying about that. I remember that being something that, you know, um, I was scared of. It was one of the things that made me feel like I was alone, uh, made me feel like I couldn't come out, make me feel like I was, I, I went deeper into the closet. Also, the idea of how sexy it sounded that he, you know, met some people at a bar and they were like, they, they, it sounded like fun and they wanted to like be with, you know, have fun with him or whatever. And that's something that made him like go, oh, this is going to be a good experience. And he left not knowing mm-hmm. what a horrible experience it was. That always stuck with me. You know, if you feel like like you're alone at all, just know that we're here, um, that you could pray with us, that you could be with us. Um, here on Yash Jesus, uh, we have this segment of our show right now. Actually, we're going into the praise report, the prayer request, a prayer, a praise report, and a prayer request is so important. As the, I mean, we we get to them pretty fast on our on our shows usually, but you know, this episode today is about loneliness and companionship. And I have to tell you that a lot of times, prayer to God was the friend that I needed when I had no friend. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's why people can come here and you could give us something if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you need us to pray for something. Um, even a friend or, or just you feel hopeless, uh, this is a great place to come. And if you also want to celebrate God, if you want to have a big hallelujah, if you're just having the attitude of gratitude and you're just like, oh, I have everything I need in the world and everything's great. I just can't take it today. Let us know too and we'll have along with you. But we're going to start out with a prayer request as he's someone who needs a little guidance right now. Yeah, Jesse's asking us uh, to pray with them. And Jesse says, I had a prayer for a fella named Rob who had gone into the hospital, but I need to update it. Rob recently passed away. So this is now a prayer of strength to his partner, John Paul, who has been by Rob's side throughout this whole ordeal. Their community is behind them and wishing them well. Much love, hugs, and strength to him as well. And Jesse just states here, Rob, you will be missed bunches and bunches and will always hold a special place in so many hearts. Rest in fabulousness. And Jesse also wanted to share with John Paul that, John Paul, you are loved, you are supported, you are surrounded by your community, and one breath at a time, one step at a time, and we will help you navigate your way through this. We love you. Yeah, we're definitely going to be praying for the family and friends of Rob, John Paul, and for people like Jesse and their lives so we will lift you up in prayer. Thank you so much, Jesse, for sharing that with us. We will definitely be lifting you and Rob and John Paul up. Um, we have a praise report, and this comes to us from Jimmy. Jimmy wants to say, hey, here's a praise report. Jimmy says, we have a stewardship program for a high school once a year. This year, we're giving out $10,000 hairs no. to our students to create projects that they believe shares the hope of Christ out into the world. The first night of our three-week process, a student came and pitched me this his idea. He asked me if he could put his money away in a fund to not only grow, but to give another closeted trans student when they turn 18 in order to help cover the cost of whatever transition process that they want to have once their parents can no longer say no. Wow. Now, I told him I didn't know if I could pass that kind of project through. But I urged him to go and do some research as to what organizations in Omaha do that kind of work and donate to that, maybe in their friend's name. The second praise of all this is when I went to let my head pastor know that this happened. I feared I'd be hitting another wall. But to my surprise, our conversation was like cutting through warm butter. He was supportive of the project and supportive of me supporting this kid. I was shocked. I couldn't remember the last time I walked out of that office feeling good. I'm shocked. 
I'm flabbergasted. What church has $10,000 to give to teenagers? Because I want to go there, number one. But also, this You want to be had... putting in that collection plate, though? <laughs> <laughs> now, this had to be a Christian high school because the project was, you know— uh you the they sh- Christ out yeah. to the world. What Christian high school has ten thousand doll hairs? Like uh, the one that I'm going to say hallelujah to <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. That too. I think that's, that's amazing. Too. It really, I this is the first time I've ever heard of something like this. This is amazing. Congratulations. That's that's truly a praise report. I now this that. is this is the part that we have to go back to. He said he asked me if he could put his money away to a fund to not only grow but give to another closeted trans student She's when a they turn eighteen. She wants to start a so, foundation. So this is a closeted trans student who is saying, "I can't have this, but can you give it to another? Put it away, let it grow interest, and give it to another person who can have the freedom to do so when their parents can no longer say no." Mm. That is mm-hmm. so moving. That, that is. is so selfless. And I want to just give a shout out to that closeted trans student. Like, yeah, Jimmy, they're your, they're they're in your life. I'm actually I didn't read it out loud, but we got a little crying eye emoji here from Jimmy even at that part. Uh, yeah. I was feeling it. That is, uh, um, I think that's incredible. You know, uh, Jimmy, reach out to us on social media again, and I would love to send you to David the Gay, <laughs> our friend David the Gay out in Omaha. Uh, Nebraska uh, does a lot with the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. um, and employs trans folks. And actually, I, this year, I was the host of Heartland Pride in Omaha for youth LGBTQ people. So maybe this is something that, you know, it was very wholesome and loving and affirmative and wonderful for kids. I don't know if you're aware of that, but Omaha every year has a pride and a youth pride. So maybe that's something you could look into. We were looking yeah. into taking Yash Jesus there, um, actually, and doing some recording. So who knows? Maybe we could even uh, record some of your students um, just stuff with affirming prayers. So, Jimmy, look, this is how we create community. Thank you for telling mm-hmm. us about this amazing thing. That's Doesn't really that cool. fill you with some hope for the day, yeah, Azzy? It really does. Yeah, it really, oh. really does. There That's is so beautiful. Hope for hope. Oh, I'm just going to be basking in the glory of that hallelujah until we come <laughs> back with the scripture of the day. Azzy, it's the scripture of the day. Yeah. Scripture of the day. Oh my God. Scripture of the day. Coast and coast and around the world. It's soul food. That's right. <laughs> scripture of the day comes to us from Genesis 2, 18. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. I need a helper, Azzy. So, you know, we were sitting here today, I was throwing my mom a little brunch and for her friends mm-hmm. and making butterboards and charcuterie plates and whatnot and throwing out a lot, a lot of Amazon boxes because it's Christmas time <laughs> and my back was breaking <laughs> and I was trying to do everything and I was like, wait a second. And I'm not being like um, a brat here, but I was like, I paid for this food. I prepared this food. I'm cleaning this food up. And now I'm throwing everything out, like kind of all by myself. And my mom was like, there's a person missing here. My mom was like, I made this. And- yeah, <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> but I was like, I need somebody to help me. I need a partner. I need someone that is into this as much as I'm into this, that likes to do this kind of stuff and can help me out. So when I hear that, this message, it's like hitting me a little hard because listen to me, I don't want a boyfriend. I want a partner, you know? So I'm fine being single. I'm okay, but I'm waiting for someone who's ready to step up to the plate before I really like, 
know what I'm saying? Because do you do you know how to break down Amazon boxes? Do you like charcuterie boards and cheese and hanging out with just people and family Why, and yes. love? And then you too can quickly become Danny's partner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we try to build a little community here at Yash Jesus, and we're realizing how important community is. So we wanted to make sure we talked about loneliness. It is a real thing. We all experience it. We need to recognize it, name it and claim it. And we need to find ways to combat it. That's right. What brought this up? Well, a couple of things. The first was that we, and by we, I mean the freaking Deacon Ross Murray's husband, heard a presentation by Professor Scott Galloway, who teaches at New York University. And to be honest, he's a bit of a daddy, so I need to look him up. Professor Scott Galloway, <laughs> I'm coming your way. <laughs> Got my attention. Nice footnote, yes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, while he was talking about finance and politics and all sorts of confusing academic things that I would not understand, he threw out this stat. One in seven men in the U.S. don't have a single friend. And for women, that number is one in 10 women who don't have a single friend. Now, there are no stats on non-binary people. So we just have men and women working with. The first thing we should remember is that loneliness isn't just a stat. It's a real feeling that impacts real people. That's why Rob's story is so important to keep in mind. And I bet there are a lot of people who are just like Rob. Some are listening to this podcast and many are just out there thinking that the world has forgotten about them. So why don't we get back to some of them stats? So just so we can understand the scope of the problem, Professor Galloway has shared some data that really shows how much more isolating our culture can feel. Here's one piece of that data. Friendship has been declining in the United States since at least 1990. Uh, sounds a little internet-y to me. <laughs> since 1990, the percent of Americans who say they have less than three close friends has doubled from 16% to 32%. And people who report having no close friends, like any close friends at all, have quadrupled from like 3% to 12%. Of course, what has happened since 1990? Just a few things. So much, actually. The internet, social media, cell phones, no more clubs. Well, not as many clubs. Working long hours, working from home, a freaking pandemic that made all of us extroverts stay home away from everyone else. All of this stuff makes us feel less connected to others. You know, there was an expression going around uh, about like, I don't know if you used it. I used it because it's true. It's like, I have to get re-socialized <laughs> because it's been so long, not so much now, but, you know, during the pandemic, it just felt like it's been such a long time uh, since you've been around other people and learning how to share small pleasantries, you know, you know, mm, which I appreciate like, about it, Israel because they don't do that. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people like have something that oh, if I run into somebody, this is what I'm talking about this week in my life, mm -hmm. like whatever their like little conversational trending topics are. And when you're out of practice, you run out of those things to say. That too. Yeah. We need relationships, both close friends and casual friendships. We cannot do everything by ourselves. In fact, God said it is not good for man to be alone. We were meant to be in community. Yeah, and our relationships offer us so much health, uh, well-being, support. Our relationships offer emotional support, too. They are a sounding board for our problems, helping us see the solutions that we can't see for ourselves while we are in the midst of struggle. They make us laugh mm -hmm. at ourselves or at someone else, Azzy. <laughs> Trust me, and I need it every now and then. <laughs> they can validate how we are feeling when we are confused about our feelings. 
they can make you make good decisions or bad decisions that are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to be clear about something. Not every friendship has to be the deep friendship friendshipy friendship where you spend every free friendship moment together and tell each other your deep (laughs) dark friendship secrets true having casual friendships people you see regularly and chat with can be incredibly helpful for your well-being your health and your spirit you know i have to say also remembering that not everyone has to be your best friend like some people are your colleagues it took Mm -hmm. me a long time to realize that I could make a colleague and feel close to them for the period of time that we work together on a project and then not be offended that they fall off at the end or that I'd never know them that same way again. Sometimes it's just a casual friendship. Yeah. Building casual relationships don't have to be hard. It's really just a matter of being friendly with the people you see or pass by every day. I I love it when you know I'm out and about and I today. I went to brunch and saw someone that I would consider a casual friend. It was just nice to be able to see a a face that I shared Mm, a a history with, can say hello, can hug, and say goodbye. You know, a little bit of warmth. Yeah, those are the leaves on your tree, as Medea says. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. or like even just saying, "Oh, that person roots for me, and I root for them." That's a nice experience. Yes, like having just a rooter, someone that roots for you. You know, like a cheerleader. I think that's nice. Let's think of this scenario. You're at a coffee shop, okay, at the same mm-hmm. time every morning, mm-hmm. and you see the same barista mm-hmm. and customers every morning, and you're in line and you're waiting. It's a good time to strike up a conversation with your fellow customers. Ask them what they're drinking. Let that be the icebreaker. You know, you can keep it coffee related, but you'll be you'll probably learn more about their lives and how much y'all have in common. Trust me, my mom knows every single cashier at every supermarket's business. <laughs> I believe it. She's like, oh, they have an engagement ring on. She didn't used to have that on. She must have just got engaged. <laughs> well, it's the Christmas time and everyone's getting engaged right now. And she's got a whole narrative going. Yeah. When I was a server and I would drop off the check, you know, just to kind of build a little bit of a relationship, I used to always say, any exciting plans for the weekend, you know, because I'm also a little Yeah, that's nosy, a good one. You know. Oh, you know, uh, who was saying it? Oh, somebody was saying it. But they were saying if you wanted to find out if somebody's like interested in you, like in a bar, that the thing to say is, uh, so what'd you do before this? Mm-hmm. And if someone's just like home and then doesn't continue the conversation, they're probably, it was Leo Herrera. It was Leo Herrera. Yes. Our good friend, Leo Herrera was saying this. He was saying that if, if, if they don't, uh, if they just go home and change the subject, then they probably aren't really that into you. And yeah, yeah. probably not a person that wants to continue having a friendship or any kind of connection with you. But if they're like, well, and they have some funny story to tell you, then chances are you can probably like be friends with them or, um, at or the very least, take a little pickle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of I need a swizzle stick in my coffee. Yeah, right. Well, that's the kind of bar friendship you know that some people need. You know, uh, but as your analogy gave, you know that that's a coffee house friendship. But nothing yeah, more is expected. Not? But you might just get to like seeing each other every day. Who knows? I'm on a little swizzle in my step. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to keep it queer here. So imagine. All the times you've been out at a gay bar, a place that is intended to build community, and you see someone sitting at a bar by themselves. It's worth saying hi and having a little chat, you know, asking, where have you been? You know, where, where were you before here? You know, you never know. You never know what could happen or what can unfold from that. Yeah, sometimes you don't have to sleep with everyone, too. Like, I think that that's a big problem in the lies. queer community is that. Lies. <laughs> no, <laughs> lies. I'm going to lie. I think, it's a, I think that's one of the things where it's like, you know, sometimes you'd be so interested by who's that elder sitting at the end of the bar, you mm-hmm. know, you know, just like asking a question or, you know, or who's this person that looks like they're from out of town, you know, just since it's just nice to strike up a conversation. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You can also have really close friends. Like we are, we spend a lot of time together chatting mm-hmm. and exchanging pleasantries before we get down to the tea. <laughs> <laughs> when we aren't recording this podcast or flying off to Israel or <laughs> doing all the other fun things we get to do, we genuinely like spending time together. Like, I mean, you're the type of person that I'll go get my monkey pox shot with. Yeah. <laughs> even though we didn't. Like, I would like to go do those things with you. Like, I'll just like go get a tire change. We'll changed, go do our or... laundry together. Like... <laughs> yeah. These are the kind of relationships that are so important. Important. You want someone that you could share secrets with, but just sometimes spending time with someone that you trust, you know, to do the right thing for you feels good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, think through the close friends you've had in the past. You can stay connected with them or you can make new friends. That fellow customer at the coffee shop, if you hit it off, invite them to join your party event, just dinner, whatever. Make it clear that it's not a date. It's a friend's dinner that you just want to have communion with them i got an ad for a charity today and it said join blank and blank and it was like two celebrities that i was like friends with in the past Mm -hmm. that i haven't like talked to in like probably over a decade Mm -hmm. because they got like too famous to be friends with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i remember how butthurt i used to feel over that and how like sad that used to make me feel and i was like literally like these are like people who i used to like you know go to palm springs with for the weekend or whatever and now you know we don't even talk but that's when you have to remember you know like you live so many chapters of your life and you're allowed to have third or fourth acts with people even. And you just never know. Like, I mean, if, you know, uh, if, if one of them and I end up working on a project together, it could rekindle a friendship. So why hold any animosity while we're not talking? And also sometimes I think we can hold people closer than what, than what they hold us. You know, someone said the wise thing about friendships to me once they said that everyone has good and bad qualities, but it's the people whose good qualities outweigh their bad qualities that you can be friends with. Yeah. That and also like if you want to be a part of a group, you have to be interested in what the group is doing. I remember being upset in college that all these dudes were like uh, friends and like making plans and weren't including me in their plans, but they loved The Simpsons. And my friend was like, you know, they all love The Simpsons. They're all quoting The Simpsons. If you quote The Simpsons or do Simpson impressions, you might be able to get in with them and hang with them. And I was like, it's so true. Mm -hmm. She said, you must be interested in what the group's interested in. I'm like, well, they love the Simpsons. And then I said, even though I I already love the Simpsons, I would, so it was an easy, you know, I just threw a couple of, and then then all of a sudden (laughs) I was at the card game. You know what I mean? (laughs) You you can develop close friendships with investments of time and conversation and also vulnerability. Mm. Uh, you can't really have an instant friend. So you got to be prepared to keep inviting and conversing and getting to know each other. Keep listening to them. Talk about their lives, not just talk about your life. You know, it's work, honey. You got it. You got to plow that field in Los Angeles. If you, if, if you want to make friends, just wear mirrored sunglasses so people can look at themselves <laughs> when they talk to you and then you'll have their undivided attention. <laughs> That's why we're friends, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I know funny. how to work you. <sighs> Well, let's make something else clear here. We are talking about friendships and companionships. This isn't necessarily about love and dating, but about making sure you have good people in your life who will love you. That's the real wealth. Mm -hmm. That is the real wealth, Azzy. You know, like when I actually break it down and I have you, I have JB, I have Sharon, I have David and my other David. I, I mean, even if I just go like with that little group and I have a couple more in there that I would say, Lori, that are like really good friends of mine mm-hmm. that like, I'm like, man, I'm wealthy. Mm-hmm. I may not be the richest man in the world, but I'm like, I'm so wealthy to have that many people that I would consider close. Like they said, most people are, said they don't have anyone close to them. So seeking out something like that could be a real beneficial thing for you. You know, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. might, it, it might, it might help you because it does a lot for you. People that'll love you, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And and you could get this from a significant other, but you should also be getting some of these needs fulfilled from friends because you can't put everything in. Yeah. I mean, we can have another conversation if we want about the blurry line between friends and lovers. Ooh, but we'll save that for another episode, Mr. Oh, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> Look out for the friends and lovers mm, episode. Boy, do we have some... <laughs> things to tell you <laughs> i have a lot of friends that are a lot of former lovers of mine i do are you gay there's quite a few of them <laughs> like, are, you gay? are you gay why are you gay <laughs> no you're gay <laughs> honey i mean it's just it's 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 gay life i feel like and it's not something that you it's, it's just something that happens and i and i feel like it's just also it's not just gay life it's just life if you're just living life without you know, crudeness. <laughs> it's you know, you're gonna have friends that it you ended up. That our other gay Christian with. friend Matt Legrand, the comedian Matt Legrand, mm. whose uh, whose joke is, mm-hmm. you know, when two straight guys sleep with the same woman, they call each other Eskimo brothers. But gay people say, just say, these are my really close friends. <laughs> <laughs> Very that. Well, we're gonna save it for another episode. But we want to hit one other point that Rob brought up. Sometimes it's just physically impossible for us to put ourselves out there. I get that. Sometimes when I'm home, I'm home. And, or maybe it's, it's an it's a ability issue with your body. The COVID pandemic really demonstrated that it's risky, difficult, or just impossible for people to go out and be social. Yes, people who are homebound, who can't get out, still need to be connected with others. Yeah. So do you have someone like that in your neighborhood? Can you stop by just to say hi? Do they need their trash taken out? Maybe bring their mail in and sit for a cup of coffee. Maybe knock on the door. Somebody, I don't want to get the mail or take out my trash. <laughs> right. It might or be me. Make them a charcuterie board and, and bring it over yes. and sit with them. Butterboards and- <laughs> for all my closest friends. <laughs> because if you want to experience Jesus, I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> Come into genuine fellowship with someone. And you're going to experience Jesus. Oh, but it can true. be homemade or even store bought. Whatever you do, just just come into genuine fellowship with someone. And then it can be intimidating, but trust me, it's going to feed your soul. In fact, that is our tithe love offering charity act of good this week. Look around your neighborhood, kids. See who needs you. Somebody needs some fellowship, friendship, companionship. Check out what these people you know never seem to have visitors. You know, leave them a card, visit a nursing home, get their permission first, or spend some time listening to elders' stories. Honestly, that's some of the best time I've ever spent. I know an elder in Florida right now who needs someone. <laughs> is, is it me again? It an might be me. <laughs> Coffee, You're in the take Fort out my Lauderdale trash. Area. <laughs> get my mail. <laughs> well, this is especially true in the LGBTQ community. If you are going out and you see someone sitting by themselves at the bar, some of us know how that is. Just be a friend. Walk up and just give a friendly hi. Can I get you a drink? Maybe they're a regular. Maybe they're a visitor. But you won't know till you say hi. Honestly, just a compliment does so much. Like, yeah. Even if you don't like truly mean it, if you're just like, oh, that sweater looks so good on you, and you're just mm-hmm. like a regular sweater, it could change someone's whole mood or someone's True. day, you know? Yeah. You guys may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other, complimenting me, and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. So please reach out to us. We want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence. 
And we also want to spread the love to queer Christian music and artists. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, we will do it. Send us an email to contact at yashjesuspod.com with the link to where we can find an MP3 file of the song that you want us to consider. Uh, now I think it's time that we consider taking a moment for a closing prayer, Azzy. Um, I really do appreciate our friendship. I do. This uh, show was built off of that kind of a love, and mm-hmm. I wish that all of love out there for everyone. So as we pray today, I want to pray to God. I want to say, God, uh, you said it's not good for us to be alone. So we really want to just pray for those who feel alone or who are alone. We may find companionship, community, and support. We pray that we all find it. May we find our voices. Um, may, we find, may, may our voices be a way to reach them. And, and may our social media interact with them. May they see us. May they cross our paths. There's other people out there. Azzy is so important in my life. There's other Azzy's out there. Bring them to us. There's other Danny's out there. Like, we want to be friends with them. We want to know them. May caring friends and neighbors drop in to say hi. May someone tell me they like my ugly sweater. <laughs> may we be those friends, neighbors, and companions that you made us to be that you want us to be. Mm-hmm. Also, God, we pray that the portrait of Matthew Shepard in the National Cathedral is a devotional piece. We pray that it is a reminder of violence and of love and a prayer for all of us to protect the LGBTQ community. Along with that, God, we pray for an end to violence against the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. It is rampant. And Matthew's story reminds us that it needs to end, especially against trans women and especially against black trans women. And we are just covering the entire LGBTQIA community, just covering them with a blanket of love and protection and praying for their safety. Yes. And we pray for Rob's friends and family, especially for John Paul, Jesse, and all those who loved and cared for him. This is when community is so essential. And we pray that you bring them together in a way that heals them and helps them transcend their suffering and see the beauty of the moment. And we give thanks and praise with Jimmy for his students who want to turn a grant into a way to support transgender teens doing the work of God. In this politicized climate, everyone expected roadblocks. But we also give thanks that the church supports this ministry. That student is a caring, strategic leader Let them grow and mature into the next generation of LGBTQ leadership that will help bring more liberation to your children. Yes, we need that. So we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you all the glory and honor, honey. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. (laughs) And amen and thank you and hallelujah to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. (laughs) You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, duh, you got great taste. Make a donation through us. Buy us a coffee button. Speaking of taste, I love the taste of coffee. And Mm. you can get me one. It's right on the webpage. Also, consider becoming a monthly sponsor. It's kind of like a sugar daddy, but less money, like a glucose guardian. (laughs) You can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share us with a friend. Make a friend over the podcast. (laughs) Doing so can help you make friends and help us make new friends. And that just keeps the show running. Let us be your sugar babies. For for just a cup of coffee, you can have a sugar baby. 
called Yes Jesus. You can now also leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website. It is yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Yeah, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or ask us to the dance. You know, say, I don't even think we met yet or something. We would love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese. And thank you for being a friend. Azariah. Southworth. <laughs> Music, sound, <laughs> editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Ekman. I'll always dance with you. Our show is oh, especially produced. to the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauley. Because you're uh, Samantha with a Blanche Rising. Yes, uh, we that. are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And whether you have a quiver full of friends or you're just hanging out by yourself, God loves you just as you are. Oh, which reminds me of a saying from St. Olaf. <laughs> Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs>